bring in our first guest to talk commodities, Luisa Moreno, the president of Defense Metals, is here with us this Monday morning. Lorena, good to meet you and good to have you with us here on the show. Uh, let's begin with your thoughts on how the tension between China and Taiwan is not good news for commodity markets. Yes, Ben. Uh, good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So China essentially uh, supplies critical materials uh, for, for the U.S. And, and for the West. So if you focus, for instance, on uh, the green transition, the adoption of electric vehicles, there are several um, uh, materials which are critical. So in the battery side, you have obviously lithium, but you also have uh, nickel, graphite that goes into the anode. And then when you look at electric uh, motors, uh, those are highly dependent on rare earth. Uh, and in our defense metals, the my company, essentially, that's what we are working towards to become producers of this essential, essential uh, material. So China uh, mines about 60% of total rare earth, but they refine 85% uh, of that. And so most of what is, you know, most of the rare earth that are imported into the United States are coming uh, from China. And that's used not just in electric vehicles, obviously, which is important for the green transition. It's also used in wind turbines and have uh, various very critical uh, defense applications as well. And so, and again, when you look at the batteries, uh, the anode side, China, for instance, uh, the, the graphite, they supply 82% or count 82% uh, of, the, of the world production. So that's, that goes on and on in many other uh, materials as well. You know, it really speaks to how uh, U.S. domestic supply chain of rare earths uh, basically non-existent, as you mentioned in your notes. You said this is dangerous. It is very dangerous. Now, I should say that the United States accounts for about 15 16% of the global mine production. So it produces uh, a mineral concentrate, and that mineral concentrate, which is not, the elements are not yet liberated and made into oxides and other uh, compounds. But the United States does produce it, but exports most of it to China, where it is refined. So you are effectively, the United States is effectively uh, dependent uh, because of that. So it's important, it's critical to develop the supply chain uh, to be able to you know, produce, refine uh, these materials for the various applications. Sounds like it's important, critical to develop the supply chain. It's also important for us to keep an eye on U.S.-China relations here. Obviously, with uh, last week, the uh, trip, uh, Pelosi trip, raising some eyebrows and kind of escalating tensions a little bit, something to stay dialed in on here this week. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Russia, the Ukraine war, ultimately uh, the war on Ukraine. And we're starting to see some grains getting out, some corn supplies I'm hearing, or wheat supplies I'm hearing, uh, getting out of Odessa ultimately. This is helping prices come off elevated levels also. Yes, so hopefully uh, that will uh, help with prices. I think there's, there is a lot of, there has been a lot of pressure on, on China as far as, uh, you know, um, wheat and, you know, uh, it because of, the food supply, so it's very critical. Some African nations, Middle Eastern nations, dependent uh, on that. Uh, with the materials, I think there is need for uh, more more discussions. I'm not sure what happened with what's happening with the rest of the commodities. Russia does uh, mine some rare earths as well, and I don't think they have been exported to Estonia, where they are refined and then supplied to the rest of Europe as of yet. 
so there is many uh, discussions, many things to sort of work uh, through in order to uh, release the world uh, from supplies of various materials because of the conflict uh, between Russia and Ukraine. And hopefully we'll not see anything similar uh, between the United States and, and, and China, because that will be uh, far more dramatic and have a, a far highest you know, impact on the supply of, of commodities, particularly the critical ones. Uh, Luisa, overnight we saw crude oil down to $87 a barrel. You know, we've been talking on the show quite a bit about, uh, over the last couple of weeks, quite a bit about how this was normally something that we'd be cheering on, right? Ultimately, prices at the pump have come off, but it's more tied to some of those demand concerns, recession uncertainties and unknowns. So it may not necessarily be a good thing. May not be, uh, but I think overall folks are, are very happy to see prices prices going going down. Uh, the recession, the possibility of that, I think, continues to increase. Um, but we just don't really know how long it's going to it's going to go for. And uh, I think we are hopeful that it will not be for for too long and it will not have uh, a very negative impact overall uh, globally in the United States and Canada as well. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the negative impact the strong U.S. dollars had on commodities? Well, it's um, it essentially it has. I mean, we've seen uh, an increase in, in in prices of many of these commodities. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them have come down uh, a little bit. I mean, you saw copper. Uh, so there is a little bit of uh, you know the, the pressures because of the dollar, but also slowdown in economy and fears of recession. So all all in all. I think commodities are sort of easing. The prices are easing a little bit, not all of them. So we still see that uh, prices like lithium still quite high, spodumene as well, which is the mineral. Uh, but for the most part, we're seeing uh, prices of commodities easing a, a little bit. Even gold, uh, you know, now below uh, $1,800 uh, per ounce. So, you know, that is, I think it's good uh, for, for the manufacturers to see a slowdown uh, or a slight dip in, in the prices of, of commodities, especially those attached to the green transition. Um, and uh, so it, it will be interesting to continue to, to watch uh, as, we, as, as the year con continues to move forward. You know, you bring up a good point. Even gold uh, recently was up around 19, 1950. We were talking about how it was very comfortable at that level. Prices have come off, as you mentioned, and they are easing, manufacturing slowing. Um, with this, I'm starting to uh, wonder where this puts us in terms of the CPI data this week, the producer price index as well, uh, uh, later on in the week. But on the consumer side, there's some mention or talk of how we could have seen peak inflation, crude oil, and as you mentioned, some of the other commodities have come off. Do you think so? It is possible. Uh, it is possible. I mean, I think some of there is an opportunity. If prices of commodities continue to go down. Uh, I think there is an opportunity uh, again, especially in the critical materials, for some of the manufacturing companies to to stockpile some of these materials okay. because prices have gone ridiculously high. Um, so that all of that um, demand, uh, you know, artificial demand, you might call it, if, if it's not going to be to use immediately in the manufacturing to, you know, for now, the supply now, demand, uh, you know, right now, uh, but it will effectively affect uh, prices of commodities if manufacturers, in fact, uh, take this opportunity to, to stockpile. 
We'll hear from OPEC this week. We'll also hear from the USDA in terms of the WASDE report. So lots to keep an eye on. A pleasure to have you with us here on the Future Show. Thanks for joining us, uh, Lorena Marino, the president of Defense Metals. Luisa, I'm sorry, Moreno, the president of Defense Metals. Thanks again, Luisa. Always good, uh, good to have you on and look forward to seeing you back here.